You are listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis, the one and only podcast that discusses modern plastic surgery and leaves you looking great and feeling better. Welcome, everyone, to the Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, board-certified plastic surgeon. Well, the eyes have it, and I have to tell you why. And you probably already know this, but as we continue to age, one of the first things that you'll notice is that you start to look tired. And if you don't notice it, how many times do people come up to you and say, oh, you look kind of tired. Did you have a good night's sleep? Anything wrong? Are you tired? All of those types of questions. And to be honest with you, That's probably, if not the number one thing that patients come in to talk about, it's at the top of the list. And unfortunately, it doesn't necessarily just have to do with aging. It has to do a lot with genetics. It has to do with hormonal influences. It has a lot to do with a lot of things. And that's why I wanted to cover a little bit about making that whole periorbital area, the area around the eyes, look better. And the first thing that I can tell you is the underneath area of the eye, so below that eyelid of your lower lid, that area is one of the most difficult areas to treat with one single technique or one single modality. Because many of you that follow Instagrams and social media type things, you'll come in and talk to me about putting filler under there. And we do a lot of that. I mean, that's a very, very popular area to put fillers because that zone happens to be an area where you really do want to have less of a hollowing and more of a youthful appearance. However, many of you are under the false assumption that that by itself is going to fix all the area and it's going to fix all the associated problems that are really in that zone. So many of you that are already a patient of mine may know that when you come in and we're really evaluating the lower lid, I'll sometimes put on really magnified uh, loops to take a look and see what's really going on with that skin. And just this morning, as a matter of fact, we did this exact same procedure where not only was there dark pigment under there, and many of you know about that even after having pregnancies and you all of a sudden got that mask of pregnancy where hormonally you're mediating or you're enticing, if you will, the pigment cells to come to the surface of the skin and darken the skin. Some people have it all over their face. Some people just get it underneath their eyes. Some people will just get it around their mouth. And then you know if you've had this or you've had any kind of a traumatic injury to an area, sometimes depending on the time of your life, it could be when you're changing life or you know during, like I said, pregnancies where hormones are kind of riding high, 
the skin will look stained. So underneath the eyes is one of those prime locations, if you will, for where you could see some dark pigment there. And when the dark pigment is there, depending on different shadows and different lighting in the room, it'll look like you really have deep hollows there. And it'll look like you haven't slept in a week or something like that. So what's important is that when I put those loops on and I'm really taking a look at that skin, there's usually a combination of things that are really going on there. There's some of these dark pigment cells, these melanocytes that are staining the skin. There's also many times broken fine capillaries, broken fine blood vessels that could have been just from constant sun exposure, from just uh, the skin thinning out as we're getting older, from a bunch of things. But at the end of the day, that color of the vessels can also contribute negatively to the color that's underneath your eyes. So right off the bat, I can tell you that putting filler in that area is not going to make the color of the skin better. And that's what I really want to talk to you about is that understanding all the complexities that go on with that area will make it much more obvious to you what things really need to be done to get your particular problem under control. So like I was saying this morning, we ended up using a laser to go after the different color that's underneath the eye in this individual. And if you're really looking closely, you'll notice that the skin there as we get older also takes on a more thinning, um, almost like a crepiness to that area. And again, just putting filler in that zone is not necessarily going to fix the skin that's riding all the way up to your lash line. So that's where these lasers nowadays can really come in. They can um, help the pigment. They can shrink down the blood vessels that are there. And they can also resurface the skin to make the skin look smoother. So all of those things that we just talked about, or I just talked about, really have to do with treating the skin itself. And I'm saying we could do it with a laser. We can do it with chemicals so that we could do a chemical peel under the eyes. There are a whole bunch of other ways to go about going after the skin issue. Second, let's talk about the fillers. If there is a hollowing or a depression that you can obviously see in that zone underneath your lower lid, one of the greatest ways to take care of that is to put a filler in there. And again, choosing the proper filler for you is the most important thing and putting it in properly is just as important. So again, understanding that there is a place for that filler there is wonderful because you could see it yourself if you start to notice that little gully or a little depression in that area, that's what the filler was made for. Now, the last part of this is, hey, what if you have fat pockets that are bulging through the skin? That's a hereditary thing that you could thank your you know, ancestors for and your parents and things like that. But that's another thing that can be treated, but that's more in the realm of a surgery where I would go in and take out those fine pockets of fat 
to stop that bulging from happening through the skin. So right there, just that consultation alone for you would take some time to really address what are all the issues that you are spotting when you're looking at your lower lids and someone, you know, again, would have told you that you look tired. What is it really that's causing that? It could be all three. Sometimes it just needs to be one of those things that needs to be addressed. The other interesting thing about fillers is that we sometimes, knowing that the fat pockets are bulging out, we'll address that with you, but you may not be someone that really wants to have a surgery right now. So the filler can also act as a way of camouflaging the fat pockets that are there. So think of it this way. If those fat bulges are really showing themselves and then beneath that, there's this gully or this little groove. If we put some filler in that groove, we can hopefully try to make the transition between the underneath portion of where your lashes are to your cheek, a more smooth transition. So there isn't a step off in that gully. And that's another reason why those fillers have become so popular. My last area that I want to address is the upper eyelid, because many of us start to realize that the upper eyelid isn't as sharp, isn't as youthful as it used to be, because there's a combination of some eyelid skin laxity and some brow skin that's descending from your brows. And when they kind of join, they'll form this little union in your upper eyelid. And that's why when you're trying to put your eye shadow on or your eye makeup on, you really have to almost pull that skin away in order to be able to get your eye shadow in there. That skin that you're picking up can be removed with a very elegant procedure. Many of you know the name. It's called a blepharoplasty or an upper eyelid lift. And fortunately or unfortunately, There really aren't a lot of ways to get rid of that skin, but the fortunate part of it is it really isn't an extensive operation. It's an operation where we can really go in and take away that skin. Most of us have a little bit of fat behind there too that we could also remove at the same time of the upper eyelid skin removal. So if these things are something that you've been looking at and you really wanted to think about how can you go about fixing it, I think it's a great idea to go talk to somebody like a plastic surgeon or an oculoplastic surgeon that really does a lot of this stuff around the eyes. But at the end of the day, I wanted you to make sure you know that there isn't just one way of going about treating that, oh, you look so tired. Look, sometimes you may have to use multiple modalities to go after that and make everything just look better. You've been listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, and I'll speak with you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis. Please subscribe to our show in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Keep listening, looking great, and feeling better.